You're listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy listening to the podcast and connect with us online at TahlequahUMC.org. May you be blessed by the hearing and reading of Scripture and the meditation on the Word. Have a good day. Loving God, we come before you on this day. It's always hard on a time change, Lord, to kind of reorient ourselves, whether it's going forward or going backwards. But we come here to orient ourselves towards you. And so, Lord, we offer ourselves to you in this time and space, and and may your Holy Spirit come and dwell in us to work on us and through us in our everyday lives. Holy Spirit, come and be with us in this time and space. And all of God's people say, Amen. There's a lot going on in this world nowadays, isn't there? Not only just the world, but our lives. Like There always seems to be something, doesn't it? Always something to be something to keep us busy or occupied or preoccupied or the next thing on the schedule or if you live in a time kind of like I do and sometimes you start searching something on the internet and then the next thing you know you're looking at beautiful cat pictures for 45 minutes thinking, wow, that's pretty. How we utilize our time matters. We strive to live a life that matters. We want to make a difference. Everybody wants to make a difference in their life. They want to do something that that shows that their life mattered in, in this short time frame of our time here on earth. Because when you think about it, in the grand scheme of things, our time on earth is very small compared to the vastness of history. I was thinking about that this, this evening, or last evening, when I was on uh, the airplane in between uh, Denver and St. Louis, and, and the woman that was sitting next to me was talking about uh, her grandmother, who was turning 100 next week, and, and she shared that um, she could only imagine what it would have been like to be her to see what all has changed in the last 100 years. And it got me thinking, man, a lot has changed in the last hundred years. Not only has a lot changed, but, but you know, even us, as, as we think about how we live our lives, we have changed. We have gone through a lot since last March of 20, 2020, right? All of us, in some way, shape, or form, have had to go through some kind of change, some kind of uh, reorienting ourselves, some kind of difference, and, and that has left us with questioning what really matters. And you're seeing people wrestle with what really matters and they're willing to say, you know, that thing I was doing, I don't need to do it anymore because maybe it wasn't healthy. Or no, I don't need to take some of the stuff I'd been receiving from my job and I don't need to be here anymore. And people really in, in this last year have taken in the stock what really matters and, and some of them are taking and, and reorienting themselves and, and read the on what to do and and what about us as a church we have to do the same thing because the world has changed church has changed and i don't know what it will look like but i know what it means to be faithful and when we lean in and we trust god and we give god our whole selves it changes us God works on us and through us when we let go of ourselves and those things that preoccupy us and we give ourselves to God. 
And so over the next three weeks, we're going to be looking at this idea of what it means to have a life that matters. And this week, um, we're going to uh, attribute a life that matters. We're going to look at the, one of the attributes we're going to look at this week is uh, we're going to look at generosity. And what a better story of generosity than the story that we find in Mark's gospel, chapter 12, verses 38 through 44. If you want to open your Bibles up to that, please do. Um, or if you power it on, power it on and, and turn it to Mark, chapter 12, verses 38 through 44. Listen to these words. As he was teaching... Jesus said, Watch out for the legal experts. They like to walk around in long robes. They want to be greeted with honor in the markets. They long for places of honor in the synagogues and at banquets. They are the ones who cheat widows out of their homes. And to show off, they say long prayers. They will be judged most harshly. Jesus said across, from the collection box at the temple of the treasury and observed how the crowd gave their money. Many rich people were throwing in lots of money. One poor widow came forward and put in two small copper coins worth a penny. Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I assure you that this poor widow who has put more than everyone who has been putting in money in the treasury... All of them are giving out of their spare change, but she, from her hopeless poverty, has given everything she had, even what she needed to live on. This is the scripture of faith for the people of faith. Thanks be to God. So I want to start by doing something, and we've done this before in worship, and, and we're going to play with it a little bit today. We're going to play with technology. Some of you are already playing on your phones already, and so I want to invite you just to go ahead and turn to a web browser in your phone, and I want you to go to this website, menti.com. And when you go to that website, you can do it right now. I'm giving you permission. This is the one time the pastor is giving you permission to play on your phones. Don't check Facebook right now, but pull up your phone, open your web browser, and go to menti.com. And you'll see a prompt there that will ask for a code. Put in this code that you see here on the screen, 442-0976. And the question that is asked, and we're going we're gonna to generate a word cloud here. So as you write what really matters to you, we're going to see it, or hopefully we can pull it up on the screen. We're trying something new today. And so we're going to pull this up on the screen. But I want you to think about what really matters to you. What really matters? What are three things that really matter to you? Now, if you're analog and you want to write those down and share those with me, I'll be glad to take those because what I want to do is over the next couple of days, um, collect that and just put it up there so that way we can see what really matters to us. So Lois, will you go to that screen there? Can we go to the next slide to the, to what, if we can see it? Hopefully this will work. Oh, there we go. So we're trying something new. So let's see what populates here. We see some things populating. We see community. And if you've ever done a word cloud, you know when you do a word cloud, the more things that appear, the word gets bigger and the other ones get smaller. Obviously, family is important. Community is important. Health, friends, faith, truth. These things are important. And I'm sure we could add to this list, and I'm sure as, as things keep refreshing, we'll, we'll start to see things go, and, and we'll see things change, and, and the word cloud will adjust, hopefully. I said we're trying something new. 
See, as the word cloud gets bigger, now I can't see that from here. Um, we notice that some of the things that are matter to us are, are our honesty, God's love, love, the gospel, church, friends, friendship, community service, self-love. Twelve of you have already filled this out. Thank you for those of you that have helped us out today with this. I want to share, I want to share this with you because I wanted you to see that sometimes what matters to us will be different from everybody in the room. We think that it's the three things that we like, that everybody else that's in the room with us likes the same three things. But let's be real and honest. What really matters to even the person sitting next to you will be different. And that's okay. But what we can live into and lean into is this idea of not only what matters to us, but how can we live that out in our lives where people can see it and see it made known. For me, it was faith, family, and friends. Those three things are important to me. Faith, obviously, because it is. I have to be honest with you, I've had to lean into that a lot in this last year. With all that's gone on in the life of the church and things gone on in my personal life, I was uh, talking with a woman on the flight and he said, well, how's it been being a minister in this last year? I started laughing. I said, well, I've decided to have two hip surgeries. I've had, uh, we've had multiple things go on at the church. We've had all these things go on. And, And she looked at me and said, how do you manage it? And I said, family and friends. And those things are important to me. And I offer those things to God. The, my, my faith I offer and I live out, I try to live out as best I can. I understand I am not perfect. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm honest. I am not perfect. I am moving towards perfection, which means I have a lot of things I need to work on and work through before I can stand before God. I know that. And I'm working towards that. And I'm learning to give myself more. I'm learning to, to be willing to, to, to lean in a little bit more and to live more like Jesus. But I have to be honest with you, the more I do that, the more I get afraid because it's hard. This is not easy. Anybody that tells you living a life to following Jesus is easy, it hasn't really been following Jesus. Because it's hard. Because it pushes us. It challenges us to look at ourselves. See, in the story today, Jesus was sitting there. And, I, and the way I picture the story is Jesus was sitting there and, and they were in the synagogue and, and, and he, he saw the religious leaders and the religious folk and, and he just kind of like, mm, they could be doing so much more. I, I, I could feel that from Jesus as I was reading the story. Like he was looking at the religious folk as they were coming in, laying their offering in the, in the box saying, they could do so much more. They could live a life so much greater for God. I, I can just feel that as Jesus was, was sitting there and watching this. And then we see him um, sitting across the room and he was watching and observing how people were giving in the offertory box. Now, I don't do that with you all. I don't sit and stare at the offertory box. So don't be afraid. That's one place where I'll let Jesus be Jesus and I can be me. But as Jesus sat there watching that box, intently he was noticing what people were doing and how they were giving and what they were giving and i'm sure in that moment 
as he was kind of being a little bit flustered and a little bit agitated because he knew that people could do so much more. And, and, and that, nothing uh, just boggles a pastor's mind when he knows that the people could do so much more, but they're holding back. And in walks this widow who had very, very little who weighed her opportunity cost of of trying to give what she could give versus what she should give, and she knew that she needed to give all that she had. Because really, that's what God asks of us. Our whole self. Jesus constantly reminds us that the gospel is about giving our whole selves to God. Our whole selves. Everything we have. Not holding back. And this widow let go and generously gave in such a way that as she saw, as Jesus, I, I imagine as Jesus saw that widow, he, he just kind of appeared a little bit and, hey, disciples, come here. Come here. Huddle up. Teaching moment. You saw everybody giving, right? Yeah. They could do more. But look at this widow. She gave everything. She gave the chance of maybe even her having food because she trusted in God. Learn from this and do likewise. I think there's a reason why this story appears like this in Mark's gospel. To to compare and contrast how we could live and sometimes how we should live, like those guys in the long robes and the long prayers and, and not giving fully like they should, and then the widow who was willing to give everything because she trusted in God that much that God will provide for her. Because if that's the constant message of the Bible is that God doesn't abandon us, God will take care of us, and we are not alone, and God loves us, and there ain't nothing we can do about it. Reverend Dr. Derek Webb, in, uh, in his reflection on this text, he says, generosity as reflected in our gospel text for this week is about how we hold the stuff of this life lightly even as we hold people in Christ tightly. You've heard that phrase, you can't take it with you. So why are we holding on to that stuff? Why are we letting stuff accumulate when we could share? And that's not even just stuff, that's ourselves. See, I was, I, yesterday when I was at the ordination service, Bishop Karen Olivetto, uh, when she asked for the call to ministry, she asked the congregation to consider their call to ministry. And she did one of the coolest things I've ever seen a bishop do. She walked out into the crowd and, and walked to one of the older members and said, yes, you have a call to ministry. And then she walked to probably the youngest person in the room who looked like maybe two to three weeks old and, and looked at the little baby and said, yes, even you, baby, have a call to ministry. And then she said this, we have to share ourselves. We have to share ourselves. When we share our whole selves, when we generously give ourselves who we are and what we can do, and we don't say, well, I can't do this, but we say, I can do this, it changes our perspective on things. See, church too long, the church has sat down and and has said, we can't do this. We've lived in scarcity of what we don't have when we have an abundance of a lot of things to change the world. We can't live in fear. We can't live in judgment. But what if we gave our whole selves? 
What if we were willing to be like the widow and not worry about where my next meal is going to be or worry about how I'm going to pay my rent or worry about how I'm going to heat my home? What if we were willing to share our whole selves with the world? And how would that change your spaces? How would that change the people you're around, the people you influence? That's what transformation looks like. But you know, see, transformation isn't about just ourselves. It's about those that we are around. And that transformation of the world through Jesus Christ that we all strive for as followers of Jesus happens when we let go of ourselves. We don't look at what we don't have. Because that's easy. But we look at ourselves for what we do have and what we do do and are willing to do whatever we can, no matter where we are, in age, in ability. But we're willing to walk to the offertory box and give our whole selves. So I want to jump back to the initial question. What really matters to us? I think if you really dug down deep, you would see those barriers that keep you from living to be a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. So what do you need to do to remove those barriers? That's for each and every one of you to figure out. What do I need to let go of? Maybe it's something is offering God, hey God, take this. It's keeping me from you. Because if we're going to work towards having extravagant generosity like the widow, we can't hold on to things. We have to let go. But we also have to not look at what we don't have. And we have to say, hey, here's what I do have. I can do this because I have this. And I'm willing to share it. I came across this really funny story this week. A uh, man in Georgia uh, sold his car for $6,500 in cash, had cash in hand. He wanted to save the money and keep it for safekeeping, so he went to his mom's house, and he didn't tell his mom what he was going to do with the money. And he took the money, and he took, you know, you probably have one of the, you probably have some kind of tumbler or some kind of mug that has never been used before or sits on a shelf that has never, you know, it's got more dust than you know what to do with. And, and so he took this mug, it was a Mickey Mouse tumbler, and he stuffed the money, the wad of cash in the tumbler. Didn't tell the mom about it. The son returned a couple days later and noticed the mug was missing. Cash gone. Young man asks his mom, Mom, what'd you do with the, um, you know, the Mickey Mouse mug that hasn't moved in years? I took it to Goodwill. Now, imagine yourself. You're at Goodwill, doing your Goodwill shopping. <laughs> Ooh, look, Mickey Mouse mug. Boop. Don't open it. Put it in your cart. Buy it for maybe 50 cents. And could you imagine the feeling you would feel if you opened that mug that day and you saw $6,000 sitting in this Mickey Mouse mug? Woo! I know what I would do with it. I've got some debts that need to be paid. And so, 
They learned a valuable lesson in hiding money. One, to share with each other, to let them know what they're doing with it. The other is, don't hide your money in a Mickey Mouse mug without telling at least somebody else about it in case something else happens. But I share the story with you because of this. What are you hiding or holding on to that might keep you from a life that matters? Because we do. We put ourselves on a shelf and say we're done. We say we don't have. But here's the beauty of it all. God created us all and equipped us all to do amazing things. And you're not alone. And so as you leave today in worship, Shannon and I will be holding these bookmarks. I like bookmarks. I collect a lot of them. <laughs> they go good in books. We're going to give you this bookmark that reminds you what really matters to us. And I want you to ponder that. I want you to figure out what it means to you and what that would mean to live a transformed life if you were willing to live like the widow. But on the back of the card, we gave you another reminder. It comes from the hymn that we're about to sing. Take my life and let it be. Consecrated Lord to thee. Take my moments and my days and let them flow in ceaseless praise. When you surrender yourself to God, you'll be okay. It will be hard, but you won't be alone. Because I believe that God loves each and every one of us. And all God wants from us is to give ourselves, our whole selves, to the world for that transformation to happen. Because you were created as a child of God. So go share that with the world because you have what it takes. And then when you do that, your life will be transformed. Let us pray. Loving God, help us be transformed. Open ourselves up to the possibilities what could be standing before us and be open to those opportunities of sharing our whole selves, everything that we are, no matter where we are in life, in faith, that we know that when we share ourselves, transformation occurs. So Lord, bless us and keep us and make your face known to us and take our lives and let them be. Lord, to thee we commit ourselves to you. Bless us and keep us and make your face known to us. And all of God's people say, Amen. Thank you for listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. We hope you have a good week, and we ask that you connect with us online at TahlequahUMC.org. Thank you, and have a good day.